Welcome to the Kate All Show, Season 1, Episode 5, Finding Ideal Agency Clients. First, I want to say we are five episodes in. Thank you so much for listening to the Kate All Show. This is where I talk about all the things I've learned in growing an agency over the last eight years. It has been a lot of trial and error. It has been a lot of failures. It's been a lot of successes too. And now what I have is this seven-figure agency. I'm not doing a whole lot within it besides leading vision and truly being the CEO, but that's been what I've wanted to get to these last eight years. So I have a full functioning team of a little bit less than 40 employees. I have a director team that moves the company forward with a lot of our goals. And then I'm freed up to do the work of going and looking at business development. Where do we go to find new clients? How do we get in front of them? And how do we show our expertise? But I wouldn't have been at this place to know what type of clients had we not gone through the hard lesson of finding the ideal clients. So in the beginning of your business, it is normal as a service provider to take pretty much anyone and everyone. For everybody, you you probably have the hard stop. Like, yeah, I'm not going to work with them. I don't know a lot about it. But for the most part, your bucket of who you will take is pretty wide, right? It's pretty deep. And to be honest, you really like that somebody's willing to pay you because you're just getting off the ground. And frankly, you need some cash. That makes sense. Totally fair. When I started out, I was only working with frugal and deal bloggers. I knew that world because I had been working in the frugal and deal blogging space. A few of these clients maybe straddled like food and fashion as well, but they were, they knew they were frugal and deal bloggers. So they were posting a ton of posts per day, like 25 to 30. Not everything was Pinterest friendly, but they were primarily focused on traffic. Their goal was to get people from the platform to their website to click on their affiliate link and see their ads. I knew that inside and out. And I also knew the amount of things they had on their plate, like what was really consuming them, what was keeping them up at night, what were they struggling through, what were their business goals, I had it dialed in. So then when I could manage for them on Pinterest, it was very easy for me to come back and say, I know what posts will do well on Pinterest and I know which ones won't because I know which ones are time sensitive. We were such a great match. As my company grew and more people referred people to us and people wanted to work with me, man, I got some requests for people who were not a good fit. But in my true achiever style, I took them on as clients because I thought, listen, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to prove to y'all that I can manage for anybody and everybody. I was going to go all in and truthfully, I shouldn't have. Because that was a time where I learned a lot. I learned probably the most about how to qualify a client during that time and over the next couple of years. It's where I learned the phrase fail forward because I had a lot of fail forward moments where I look back and went, man, that was a mistake. And I'll talk to you about how to fire a client when you realize you've made a mistake in just a minute. So... Next, that kind of led to like, okay, who are my people and who are not my people? What are the types of clients that I feel like I can take on that is a little bit of a challenge, 
but maybe not take on because it's too much of a challenge. And that came through trial and error of knowing, okay, what services could I actually provide? What was the bandwidth that I had for managing? How many hours did I think I was going to spend on that account? And did I have the ability to really tap into their mindset? Did I understand what their goals were for their business and understand like, okay, I can help them reach this goal on Pinterest or I can't. I took on a client, but this was before we created our perfect fit system, who was in the investing space. Um, He was a male entrepreneur and his target audience was men between 55 and 65 who are interested in investing. Now, I tried to discourage him. I don't think I tried hard enough. In fact, I shouldn't have tried to discourage him. I should have just said, I'm sorry, I can't manage for you because that demographic is not on Pinterest yet. That demographic is probably on LinkedIn or Facebook. So you should pursue somebody to do that for you. But he also had this idea that he wanted to get out in front of his competitors. He was thinking a little bit ahead of the curve. So if I get on Pinterest now, and then in a year, all of a sudden, these 55 to 65 year old men get on Pinterest, I'm prepared. Well, (laughs) let's just say people have been saying on Pinterest that men are the fastest growing demographic for like five years, and they still have not outpaced women, and especially not in the 55 to 65 range. So we managed for him for three months. And I will tell you, there were points where I was like, I feel so badly taking this person's money because this is just not going to work. To my credit, I was very clear about that, but I never should have let him write me a check. Definitely a learning lesson. Number two, there are things, especially for my team, that I learned were really hard for them to manage certain niches. Or we had a client that talked a lot about sex, and that was very uncomfortable for my account specialist. And I needed to think of that as well. And I, I wasn't, right? So I think that was an element that I needed to pay attention to. And as you, you grow and you get people on your team who are going to be managing for your accounts, it's important to consider how they feel. Because this one, an example, she had little kids at home. And so as she was trying to work and there were little kids at home and there was these conversations about, or not conversations, but like images sexual in nature, not crazy, not like porn or anything like that, but it just would make her feel uncomfortable. And I had to understand that and then realize like, oh, we are not a good fit because this is really difficult for the people who are working on my team to manage for this client when they have little kids around. So in these first couple of years, it was trial and error, who my people were, who they not were, take on some, don't take on some. I will also tell you, well, actually I'll save this for after discovery calls. Okay. So creating the perfect fit system. Finally, in our fifth year of business, we are in our eighth year of business. I had a coach help me create a perfect fit client system. And one of the biggest things was to go through and identify what was a perfect fit client. What did it mean to Simple Pin? Right down to like their income, what type of niche they were, like really dialing it in. And one of the missing components was discovery calls. So for years, years, I was like, I don't want to get on the phone with people. 
I don't want to get on it when Zoom wasn't really even around. People were using Google Meet. So I would say like, I don't want to get on the phone. I will know what clients are good, what clients are not good by email. We could evaluate their account. If their account was in a hot mess, we, of course, we're going to charge them for a cleanup. But I was really hell bent on don't do discovery calls. They're not necessary. I don't know why. I think it was just, it was really hard to get on the phone during that time too, as well. Because in my life, I didn't have an office space at the time. Um, I was a foster parent. We had four kids, three, and then our foster daughter. We were living in a thousand square foot home. I didn't know when I was going to actually have the ability to get an office space. I have a she shed. And so that she shed was created in 2016. So it was the first time I was actually able to have a space. And then by that point, I had convinced myself, well, discovery calls don't really matter, right? And I was wrong. The reason why discovery calls matter is because of a few reasons. Number one, you really get the ability to connect with somebody's personality. Email doesn't have tone. So we can't tell if somebody's mad or if they're happy. There's no inflection in the words, right? So this discovery call would allow us to get on and then it would allow us to ask these questions to say, to ask qualifying questions about their business, to really get an understanding of why did they start their business? Why do they think Pinterest is important? And what ends up coming out of those calls is more than than you can draw out in a very long email form. Even if your email form is like fully maxed out, you have tons of questions, all those kinds of things, you can't get an understanding as to why somebody wants to hire you. And you may get on that call and you may connect with that person and be like, this person has no idea how Pinterest works. Their expectations are this is Instagram. It's not Pinterest. They think I'm going to give them 1 million views in six months. We have a lot of differing ideas about success metrics. And so what it allows you to do in that discovery call is touch base with them and say like, okay, these are the metrics that you think are important, which I don't want to discredit those, but I'm going to tell you what we can do. How well does that match? Discovery calls are now priceless. I would never never, never, never take on a client without a discovery call. And I look back at those early days of the people who were not a good fit, and I know exactly why they fell through the cracks. One note here is that doing, as your team grows, it is important that you do this discovery calls for as long as you can until you get to a point where you can hand them off. When you do hand them off to a team member, it is very important that you clearly communicate what you're looking for, your red flags, and then discourage them to saying yes to everybody. We had a period of time where somebody who was doing discovery calls said yes to everybody. What we noticed four months later is all these people were falling off after contract. And it was like, why is that? Well, we went back and we realized the person who was doing discovery calls, the sweetest person ever, was just wanted to say yes to everybody. You need somebody who has a very discerning eye and ability to catch the ones that are not a good fit and to be able to ask questions and really listen. You don't want the discovery call to be a time where you're selling. You want it to be a time where you're qualifying. That is so, so important 
Because if you don't do that, you're going to be in the same position you were all along. So I became paralyzed actually for a long time because I thought discovery calls meant sell, sell, sell. Because frankly, I had been on LinkedIn and pitched with these sales calls and they really didn't care about me. They didn't care about my business when I talked to them. They cared about pitching me. And one of the best discovery calls I've ever had, I wish I could remember the name of the company now. It was for retirement benefits for companies. He was so helpful. Like I still remember that company because he didn't shy away from tough questions. He had a great slide deck and he talked about the value proposition of their company and he never once said to me, okay, do you want to sign the contract today? I was not ready to sign the contract. There are some people who you will do such a good job in the discovery call that by the end, they're going to be like, uh, yeah, I want to sign with you. Get me a proposal right away. Sign in the dotted line. Let's do this. And then there's other people who are going to be like, you know, I think I need to think about it. And frankly, you might need to think about it too. You might need to go back and say, hmm, I don't know. I have some red flags. Don't ignore those red flags. In fact, inside our Pinterest Agency Pro program, two of the videos that we do are with our team members talking specifically about red flags that they look for. It is invaluable to identify what those might be and then don't ignore them. Think of that like trending like Twitter and Instagram red flag thing. Red flag, (laughs) pay attention to it. Okay, so let's say a client gets through the cracks of your perfect fit system and they are not a fit. Like they are just not a fit. Maybe you're also in that position where you've said yes to everybody, that the idea of people paying you is like really awesome. And then all of a sudden you get to this place where you're like, wow, this person is high maintenance. This person is micromanaging me the whole way along, which we'll talk about that in a future episode on how to avoid having the micromanaging client, because there are steps you can do to avoid that and gatekeep. I want to remind you that you are not a VA. You are a high level service provider. You are an agency owner and you have your own method of doing things. And that's why people hire you. They aren't hiring you to tell you what to do. They're hiring you because you know what to do. And that line is something right there that you really, really want to pay attention to in the discovery call. Is this person going to tell me how to manage for their account? Or are they trusting me to do it? And your job is to instill the confidence in them that you know what you're doing and you're going to take it on because that is your job to be really confident and to be really sure of what you're doing. Side note, you will always question if you're doing the right thing, especially when it comes to Pinterest marketing, because things change, things move, any social media marketing, you're going to be like, am I doing this right? Oh my gosh, the algorithm changed 27 times yesterday at three o'clock. I don't really know, blah, blah, blah. It's okay for you to have those feelings, but the important part is that you are paying attention to all the changes and your client is not. And one of the most frustrating things when you are managing is to have a client come to you with a screenshot from a Facebook group or come to you with this idea that their friend who made $1 billion last year and has like 1 billion Pinterest views said this was the surefire way to get more and they want you to do it. That is a hard no. Because in your business, and I would say in my business, 
We don't follow crazy rabbit trails. That is a surefire way to get yourself completely wrapped up in one person's account, to get off track, and to go from what you know actually works. So when you get into these client situations and you're like, oh my word, this person is driving me crazy. I also want to say that we have done discovery calls with people and within the first week of managing for them, it was like the switch flipped and they were not that same person. We have even, we record our discovery calls. We've even had other team members go back and watch the discovery calls to affirm to the discovery call person, yeah, you didn't miss anything. I can see how you thought this client was one way and now they're another way. So there's a few things you can do if you're in this position. So let's say you get through the discovery call and you're like, this is going to be a great fit. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is a horrible fit. So what you need to do is you need to fire this client because I will tell you, it never, ever gets better. You might think, as I have too, that this person's going to change. This person is going to be nicer. This, if I can just show this person how amazing I am at this Pinterest management thing or the social media management thing, they are going to love me and leave me alone. They are not. I have believed that myself. That is a lie. I just want you to run from that lie and I want you to end it now because it never. (laughs) Okay. So let me tell you about this. So there's a client I had to fire. I was so stressed. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to let somebody, somebody down. Um, will my reputation be impacted? Will she tell other people? I felt like I wanted to vomit but I knew I needed to fire them. So I literally wrote out the most professional email I could. I had seven people proofread it and I hit send on this email. And it was so liberating to send that email and so nauseating at the same time. I simply explained that we could no longer work together and that I would be happy to find her another person to help with her Pinterest account. And you know what happened? She replied back begging me, begging me to keep her as a client. That I did not expect. With all the emails that had gone back and forth before that, I thought for sure she's going to feel relief like I was as well. Now here's the temptation. All of a sudden, this person shows a really nice side of them and you're thinking, oh, maybe they are going to change. They really want me to work for them. They really want this. No, no, (laughs) no. You have to go with what you felt. It will not change. I still said no. She was not a client that deserved my yes in the beginning. And that's not because I want to be some elite Pinterest management person who only says yes to exclusive people. That's not my style. I want to say yes to people because I can serve them in the best way. I can really truly help their business. And if I can't, then it always has to be a no. So I needed to say no for her for me, for my team, and for the sanity of our business. I needed it to be done. And so I replied back as nicely as I could. And I told her we needed to help her find somebody new. She was not thrilled at all, but we offboarded her within the next couple of weeks. And I've never felt more relief. And truthfully, we were able to connect her with somebody else that was a great fit. But that's ultimately what I want you to be thinking about is your perfect fit clients are the people that you can serve the best, 
They're the people that you look at and go, man, I want to get my hands on that business because I want to help them crush it with Pinterest and I want them to succeed. So one of the things in our Pinterest Agency Pro program that we do is we help you qualify your clients with this perfect fit system. You become laser focused on that perfect fit. And it's hard for a lot of our students because as they're going through it, they're having these aha moments of, ooh, I don't think this person is a perfect fit and I don't know how to fire them. And a lot of times too, they're the people that are paying you the least. They're the people that probably you should be charging triple what you're charging them. And when you get the perfect fit client, it's also great because you can charge them what you know you're worth. So creating the perfect fit system, figuring out then where your perfect fit clients hang out, and then offering to do discovery calls that feel more like service instead of like selling will help you find that right person to help you reach their goals and your goals. So think about like, where do your perfect fit clients hang out? That's something you need to discover. Is it LinkedIn, a Facebook group, referrals, Google? Um, A little tip I tell my students is make sure you ask on your form, how did you hear about us? What this does is it allows you to track every month where they are coming from. And then you start to see a pattern. For us here at Simple Pin, um, we have found that it's the podcast and Google. And then number three is referrals. Those are our top three ways. It's not through Instagram, which I see a lot of service providers spending a lot of time on Instagram. You can still get clients there. I'm not discrediting that at all. But what we found is that some of the clients who are willing to spend more money, their time is not spent as much on Instagram. So for us, it was more they were listening to the podcast to make sure I'm not crazy or that I know what I'm talking about. And then for Google, that was really important to us with SEO because we wanted to show that we were an authority in our space. And that's one of the biggest things to think about too as well is where can you talk about what you know really, really well? Because people are looking to see what it is you know about and how you can serve them. They want to see a little bit of a taste of it, right? Like, hmm, does this person really know what they were talking about or not? Referrals are the highest compliment for your business. So if you have somebody who does send you quite a bit of referrals and they do happen to be perfect fit clients, make sure you send them a nice gift, either referral fee, we've done gift cards in the past, we've done gifts off Amazon, BoxFox is one, we also send Delalo food gifts. These are probably one of our most favorite gifts to send. They are these amazing Italian boxes with delicious Italian food in them. We send them to people as well and they're so delighted and surprised by them. So if you wanna keep these referrals coming with Perfect Fit clients, that's another way to invest in it. Okay, so I would love to hear from you. Have you created a Perfect Fit system? DM me on Instagram at the Kate All Show. And with this podcast being so new, I would love if you would rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts just to be able to hear feedback from you. I'm I have a lot of ideas from both my students and then from people emailing me what they want me to talk about. There is so many ideas, but I would love to hear more from you and how I can help cover the agency topics that you're really interested in, how to level up from a VA to 
a professional service provider and then maybe into an agency and whatever type of agency it is that you want. So if you want more information about the programs that we provide, you can go to kall.com slash five. That's where the show notes will be for this particular episode. And then click around and see what else we have there on the website. So with that, there's a few things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts once you're done listening to this. And number two, DM me on Instagram. I would love to know if you've created the perfect fit system. With that, we'll chat with you in the next episode. 